2: Welcome back to the Omega Man Radio Show. We've got a great guest for you tonight. We're going to be bringing on in just a few moments Peter Kulin, live from Europe. And we're going to be talking about a number of things, uh, beginning with oil Armageddon. So stay tuned. We're going to have a great show. And uh, we're going to open up the lines later for for questions for Peter, if you have any. And the call-in number for tonight is going to be one nine one seven eight eight nine. Two seven four five. So we look forward to hearing from you tonight if you have a question. I want to make a couple announcements. I um, want to thank everybody for helping the Omega Man to uh, finally get on the air. I want to shout out tonight to Zoe, to Rich, all my friends out there. You can also follow us on Facebook at uh, Omega Man Radio, where we put up uh, important announcements uh, about the future show's our website is in production, and I hope uh, this week to be able to make the announcement that that is online. So um, we're really excited. Uh, we're going to be having on uh, several new guests this week. We've got uh, Charles Holtzhauser from New York coming on Tuesday night. Then we'll have John Ramirez, who was the uh, third highest-ranking santeria witch before he got saved by Jesus Christ. He'll be coming on Thursday night. So. If there's any guests that you would like to have uh, us interview, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're really excited uh, about the things going to be happening. So, without further ado, let's uh, go right to the phone. Uh, Peter, are you on the line with us tonight?
3: Yes, uh, Shannon. This is Peter from Sweden. And uh, hello, listeners.
1: <laughs>
2: go Peter, ahead. Peter, it's uh, it's a it's a thrill to have you on tonight. Uh, for the listeners out there, we've got Peter on the line from Skype. I'm using Vonage, so uh, you never know what you're going to get. This is live radio, but uh, we will be upgrading the lines over the next couple weeks, so we hope to have better quality in uh, successive shows. Um, Peter, it's a delight to have you on. Uh, our good friend Zoe Mortal introduced you to me, and uh, I've been listening to you now on uh, several of the other programs and. God has really given you an insight, uh, some special knowledge about some of the events that are happening. So, Looking forward to hearing um, your views tonight. Let's just uh, jump right into it and talk about uh, you and your background. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Well, um, what do I say? Um, I've been saved from the darkness, uh, just like anybody else that uh, has come to the light. Nobody's Born um, justified, we all have to find our ways and uh, get rid of uh, ourselves. And um, it took me 30 years. And um, if if I just want to share my testimony, maybe in a couple of minutes, I won't. I won't take too long. And um, let's You've say got plenty um, of time tonight. Take all the time <laughs> you need, brother. <laughs> all right. Well, um, my father was a rebel, let's put it this way, and um, he was a drinker, and he's still drinking. Um, I grew up in a house where there was a lot of fighting and betrayal, and uh, my father also, he, um, he wasn't interested in making my mother happy, so they divorced when I was six. And um, I don't want to boast too much with the misery that I went through. Let's say um, I was a rebel, too, because um, nobody could handle me. I didn't accept my stepmother. Um, When she moved in, uh, I bluntly told her, listen, you're not my mom, so you're not going to tell me anything. So that was a, a um, a hard way that I gave her also. And, um, yeah, there was no teacher that could make me do any homework. And, um, the next experience was that, um, my parents sent me to, um, a boarding school and, uh, they couldn't handle me. So after three boarding schools, um, There was a friend of my father and uh, he said, well, bring him, bring him over to my house. I got kids and we'll get along. So um, I was a troubleshooter. I was angry. And um, I don't know what spirits I was inheriting from my um, upbringing or from the generations. Um, But When I was about 15, 16 years old, I started to develop a strong uh, hunger for the truth, for for the spiritual um, world, for the meaning of life, or what's behind all this, why am I here, and how do I get out of this um, misery, what is lacking, what do I need to do? And uh, the first thing um, I turned to was um, New Age. Right. I was. I read all the books about the um, gurus in India, and um, I think I went to the New Age bookstore about once a month with a box full of books, and I just ate books at that time, and it w- was all head knowledge, and um, I didn't. I wasn't too much interested in, in Christianity because um, the boarding schools I went to they were Catholic uh, boarding school. And the priests, they would hit us, punish us, and I didn't see God um, living with them there. So, naturally, I didn't uh, look for answers from the Christian God that was presented to me. Well, um, in New Age, I don't know if you're familiar with it, or to any of you listeners, there's just so many ways that you can go and um there's always a new way right so if you turn to astrology and you get to some uh mastership then uh there's something else right so it's it's kind of a labyrinth that um you uh think you're gonna have uh an expanded consciousness but uh you find out that at the end of the turn and the end of the twist there's still uh, more and new stuff and and you you never arrive right at least uh i never found anybody that arrived and i went to india i went uh, to the ashrams i was pretty straight on i mean if i read a book about a holy man that was still alive i mean i hopped on the plane and i went to india I could do that because my um, grand-aunt, she left me with some money when she died, and she was a Christian, but um, we never talked about religion. I knew that she was uh, kneeling down in her bedroom because she left the door open, and I bet she was praying for me because I was doing all the wrong stuff when I was uh, living in our house with 16, 18. I was doing drugs, smoking pot, and uh, fooling around with the girls, and... I was lost and uh to be honest uh buddhism and hinduism and me living in an ashram and me mastering yoga and me being a vegetarian for 11 years and it didn't i didn't i still didn't uh find what i was looking for right i I went to uh, an ashram and i said what is your holy books and they presented me with a whole stack and i said oh just give me the best one, and I read the best one, and that was the the Bhagavad Gita. Did you read that, Shannon?
2: I haven't read that, but um, back up a second. The Asherah is that sort of like um, like the equivalent of a monastery or a commune where you go in and just uh, get deeply absorbed
3: in the religion. Yeah, that's it. It's a concluded space where you have a teacher, a guru, and you do you practice. Uh, there are certain ways. Uh, to obtain um, the bliss that they're talking about, or the happiness Um, This is kind of a Buddhist uh, approach The Hindu, they have a different way, but it's all um, a road, a long road, obtaining um, happiness or bliss which is, uh, if you read the Bhagavad Gita, basically what it tells you is, you have to get rid of everything Right? If it's raining or if the sun is shining, it shouldn't mean anything to you, right? If you have friends or you don't have friends or your friends visit you or they don't visit you, it shouldn't mean anything. So they're trying to sell you um, the solution that you should be indifferent to all um, external influences, right? You should uh, be able to... S- to sit in misery, or to be fed uh, strawberry cake and not feel a difference, and this is what they would say. Then you have uh, achieved the nirvana or the the a goal that that everybody is trying to to, to get there. And, of course, they uh, want you
2: to uh, to embrace the poverty, but uh, uh, take the money and probably give it to the yogi, right? <laughs> I noticed that uh, yeah, they, in some of these communes the yogi you know he'll have maybe like 25 Mercedes benzes and uh, you know he'll tell you uh, to abstain from marital relations and he'll have a whole harem going on so Yeah
3: I've I've, I've seen that I've I I went to, the first thing I went to was um the ashram of um Bhagwan or uh, Rashnish the king of the night in in Pune and and he was dead at that point but uh his ashram I mean, full of marble and uh, a tremendous uh, luxury for the leaders and a lot of uh, depressed and lost people. And I saw drugs. I saw um, promiscuity. And I saw um, saw all the... I mean, after two days, I knew this is nothing, right? This is just a big show. They're listening to a guy that is totally... um, in love and obsessed with themselves and and an and an imposter or, or an exploiter and they're they're putting up a video show just to have um, an income and um, there's a lot of spirits involved with this too, Shannon. Right? And uh your ego is constantly fed um experiences, new experiences. The the whole um concept of these cults or or the new age religion is to obtain power through certain practices but then also have power over other people because you can manipulate them, you can make them your disciples and um, it's pretty much like politics but um, all with um, spiritual entities because um, I know for a fact that astrology does work and um you can just go through the list um the these um arts they do work uh, the way they work is uh through spirits through the demons that um that are freely uh traveling and and they have their intelligence network and they um they feed you with information, they make and and basically you're their tool, right? I don't want to get too deep into this. Um Pune after two days I knew I had to move on and um let's just say I tried everything that uh was available at that time and I came back um and I went a second time to India and then I tried uh Central America, I went to the Maya religion. And uh, I even tried. I even became a Muslim. Right? Wow! <laughs> so you experienced like, a little bit say,
2: of it all, sort of like an a la carte.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I went and turned that stone, and and I said, well, let me try this, you know. And then I tried it to the utmost, or at least tried to follow their instructions and and their ways and their books, and live with the people. And come to find out, it's it's not working because. Um, if you have the truth, you know, you have the truth. If you're not sure if you have the truth, you don't have the truth, right? Right on. You agree? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what was happening in my life? I was getting older. I was, um, going to the thirties. I didn't have, I mean, some, at some day my money just ran out, right? My, uh, grand aunt, she left me with a big house and, uh, after some years after um, a couple of years or three of 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 um, traveling around the world and uh, spending money I came home to Germany and I didn't have anything right and then of course um, if your dreams are let's say shattered or yeah you kind of you feel this resignation I felt the, a strong resignation because I went for my dreams, and I couldn't find them they they never I never found that great teacher that uh, showed me how to do what i wanted to do and um uh, but I knew it's got i mean my love or my love for the truth my um let's say um firmness and and not giving up actually uh brought me into some dangerous situations because I was never willing to chill out and take it easy and just uh uh, live a normal life. You gave it everything. Not... <laughs> I mean, uh, you went to uh, you probably went to uh,
2: the 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 most extreme you could, pursuing those religions to the very end, and then you realized at the end there was still no peace and joy.
3: That's right. You I mean, you. I have heard this uh, in many testimonies. People say I, I had this big hole in my soul, right, and 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 it's true. Some people try to fill it with drugs. I went that way. other people they try to drown it with alcohol and uh, I know that from my family i had a an alcohol problem myself. Some turned to women I had a, a phase where um where I was after 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 girls that was what uh, would fill my life and um everything became a religion you know even even food, even how to eat right even um I mean you can make a religion out of um everything, Shannon. Yeah. And and if it doesn't if it doesn't give you happiness, if you're not fulfilled, if you if you do not find peace and and we're actually looking for love, right? The human soul is looking for love. And the experience I had was I was not loved and I didn't know how to love because the relationships i had family or or friends it all it was problematic and uh and and it was a disaster time after time and nobody's gonna, gonna be able to live a life with all these um defeats and not um sit in a corner and be uh i don't know um clueless right so here i am i'm 30 years old And um, I actually ended up in a mental institution right well started to (laughs) that's how much uh, demonic um, powers were trying to destroy me and uh, and I picked them up on the road and um, if I put all the months together that I spent in uh, a clinic that's at least two years and uh, I was really at the end of the road, Shannon. You would try everything, uh, and uh, <laughs> still couldn't find what you're looking for. No, it wasn't there, and it's hard. It's 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 probably that strong in my life because I was such uh, a strong-headed type, a big ego, you know. Like another person would have given up like 10 years earlier and say, okay, God, um, show me what to do. But um, even I had an experience in in Guatemala. Let me tell you this. Um, I went into the jungle in Guatemala and my girlfriend came to visit me. And we had a a catastrophic uh, crash. We were hitchhiking and um, we were... Trying to get a ride to uh, the next place where we could stay. It was getting dark, and there was a truck uh, that stopped, and it only had one seat in the front. So, my girlfriend, uh, Anna, she stepped in the front. I helped on the back, and there was another guy on the back. And um, of course, they're driving too fast, right? And of course, their light doesn't work. And of course, there was another truck. Uh, parked on the road, and of course it was going downhill and rainy, uh, slippery road, and then there was a bus coming from the other side. Uh, To make a long story short, she had an open fracture, and she was losing a lot of blood. We were in the middle of nowhere, and that was an experience that brought me to my limits. And I don't know if you ever had uh, such an emergency that actually you do not have to think what you are going to do next. It's you. You'd switch into a robotic mode, right? Yes. It's, it's yeah. Did you have that? Did that ever happen to you?
2: I've had some pretty close calls before, and it was only by the grace of God that I made it through. So now, when you said crash, uh, you were you were driving in Guatemala and had an accident.
3: Yeah, we were hitchhiking, and the truck crashed on top of another uh, truck, and my girlfriend's leg was um, caught in the truck. So I actually had to get her leg out, and she was looting imme- um, losing immense amounts of blood. It took us about um, maybe three-quarter of an hour to get to a small clinic, and they didn't really know what to do with her, and she was just laying there, and uh, I don't know. Uh, they gave her morphine, her leg became cold, and they wanted to amputate the leg, and Oh my it took. Then <laughs> I had to bribe a lot of people and spend money on a, uh, a nurse and a car. And let's say it took me 36 hours to get her to the capital, and there was a private clinic, and they took care of her, and she's fine today, right? But this extreme situation. Um, I when I finally had her, um, in that private clinic, that was when, um, I gave the responsibility for her well-being to the doctors right so I walked out of the clinic and she was on the operating table and and I was kind of had a, I fulfilled my my um, my deeds there and I I felt an immense sadness at that moment and uh, it was a in Guatemala City it was a crowded city and, and I was just looking for a place to sit in the corner and cry right so I went in this uh, little restaurant and asked, a uh, Chinese restaurant, I asked the lady, do you have a garden? <laughs> I mean, I ordered a soup and I asked her, I need a place to sit down and cry. And she looked at me and, and, and I knew, oh, that was the wrong question. But um, I crossed the street and found a parking place and uh, I said, okay, I'm going to sit down here. And this is what happened. I lay down in the grass and um it got um, incredibly hot, right, on my skin. Um, inside of me, the whole body, like a, a fire that um, flooded me. At the same time, I saw um, an intense bright light. And I, I had it close to my eyes, but it was still bright. And the next thing I feel is love, right? It's this, I mean, if you... Uh, if you um come home and somebody hugs you yeah that's like this this warm welcoming love but multiply that by a million times right it's just like this love endless love and 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 it was light and heat and i immediately know this is god right it so was, what something was
2: probably you'd never felt before
3: no never and it um overwhelmed me because I wasn't ready or I wasn't expecting. I was just, I said, okay, let's sit down under this tree and cry a little, right? Because I'm here uh, at the end of of the road and and my girlfriend almost died or, um, I don't know, I was just helpless in that situation. So and I was lying there for 15 minutes and God flooded me with his presence, he didn't talk. I mean, I didn't hear any words. All I knew was this is God and he loves me. Right. So I started praying to him. I said, Okay God, um I'm gonna serve you, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something good. I'm not gonna waste my life anymore for my selfish uh, plans. I'm not gonna uh run around in the world and try to be somebody. So I made a commitment there, right? I knew it was God, I didn't know about Jesus and um I made a commitment there and that was maybe the first uh, really strong um, experience that I had. But um, I went back to the world. I mean, you make a commitment and then you kind of uh, kindled a little bit. But the, 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 the ego of man is uh, the flesh, the ego, the, the selfish desires that is a strong beast. I mean, um, some people die. Because their ego is stronger than what is um, recommended for their health, right? They die, I think we've uh, all done
2: that at, at one time or another. You know, I mean, how many of us uh, listening out there have been in a, you know, almost a uh, impossible situation? We said we cried out to God, said, "God, if you'll just save me this time, I promise uh, tomorrow I'll change." And you know, and then uh, you get through. Uh, the situation, and then you say, well, thank you, God, and you go back to what you were doing before. (laughs) Many of us have short-term memories. Uh, That's just part of the the, the human nature. Um, What I'm hearing here is you had went uh, the world over looking for uh, the true God. You were looking for love, for acceptance. Uh, At great personal expense, you had went to India, had investigated uh, the religions over there, among the Hindus, Uh, you had went to uh, check out the Muslims, you went uh, the world over, and uh, you never found any peace and joy. And I I know the reason, just as you do, that is because uh, all those gods that those people serve, you know, billions of people, the world over, I mean, they're serving uh, false gods, gods that uh, do not live and breathe, you know, whether it be Muhammad or the... uh, the Hindu gods over there, and I'm sure you really came in contact with a lot of those over there. I mean, they they worship the uh, the rats and the cows and the snakes, and uh, but it wasn't until you had an encounter with uh, one true living God, Yahweh, in Guatemala, that uh, for the first time uh, you saw the difference. And so, uh, let me throw it back over to you. Uh, you have. Uh, Just went through a uh, traumatic experience. Your girlfriend almost lost her leg. You will make it after 36 hours to the uh, capital there. And then, uh, you know, just broken. Uh, You felt the power of God hit you. What happened after that?
3: Well, um, she had to go to a couple of operations before she was able to get on an airplane. And suddenly I was back in Germany. I had no plans for Germany. And... um, I was visiting her three times a day in the university clinic and um, they did some tremendous work I mean they what do they do they um, put together some bones and they um, took a long muscle muscle out of her back and put it in the leg then they took um, some more mark of bone from the hip and skin from the other leg I mean it's amazing what um, medicine can do to a wrecked body but, um, the next thing was um i was um at that point, I was um not being able to find sleep, I was getting restless, and um, I think I didn't sleep properly for six weeks. I don't wow. know what uh yeah, I don't know what uh bugged me um I mean I didn't know then I know now um then, well, what happened is I got locked up in a uh, in mental institution because actually, um, I'm not kidding, I was standing in the, the village where I was born in Germany on a small little place just around um, a square, just around the corner where my, my, the house was where I was born. And uh, I was just coming from Guatemala, and I would read a bunch of uh, books about the Maya code, right? The sun yeah. God and their calendar. And I really went into their um, – what's the name of that book? I'm not recommending to read any of this, just to give you an idea. It was about the, the Mayan code and everything. And I was actually standing on that um, – square and i was worshiping the sun i didn't know what i was doing right so because when you're uh possessed by a spirit you don't know what you're doing you don't um, so make you're decisions. you're captive
2: and uh you're 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 kind of controlled and steered by them and i'm sure that uh by that time along your journey there you had probably uh picked up a, a number of demonic spirits and i'm sure you could you can probably tell us some things that you saw over there that uh would blow our minds uh you know, just uh, the demonic spirits just have full reign over there in these countries. So That's right. You're standing there in the square, and um, what happened next?
3: See, what uh, what I was experiencing is um, you're in this world by yourself. You're you're lost. You're obviously, you're lost. Reality, right? I was actually. Um, it ended up. I was. I think two or three days on this little square, um, and I re- I remember every every moment of it. It ended up that I was hugging a tree, Riley. After I stripped uh, off all my clothes, I was hugging a tree, and it was. <laughs> and this was um, November 11, right? 11, 11. Can you believe it? And we have a tradition in Germany that is when the carnival starts, when everybody goes crazy. Well, I I stripped my clothes at sunset after I worshipped the sun god and the sun was talking to me and she was living. I hugged the tree and I was absolutely sure I was going to close my eyes. And when I opened them again, I would be a tree and all around me would be trees in a forest in a different time. Wow,
2: talk about uh, tree huggers here. <laughs>
3: yeah. And there wouldn't be any people, right? Because basically, I think the, the, from my soul, the decision that I made, I don't want to be a human, right? They're just too cruel. They're just too, I mean, they're so disappointing. And my girlfriend had left me by that time. She just uh, walked in one day and said, you know what? I don't love you anymore. I said, what? Can you, can you say that again? <laughs> I mean, it's just, um, and, and praise the Lord. I mean, he smashed me from left and right but uh it's all good it's it's for a purpose, right yeah it's to yeah so it, you can't really um stand naked in 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 the middle of winter in Germany without drawing attention i mean you you could probably do that in India, but um not in Germany, so some um nice um officials came and took care of me, and uh yeah, there started my um mental illness career, you know, you get um, diagnosed and you get medication and you do all that stuff. Of course, they don't know how to help you, right? They don't know the word uh,
2: uh, deliverance. They think that uh, putting you away or giving you uh, psychotropic drugs is going to uh, take care of the problem. When really, all it does is it just causes the uh, demonic spirits to be quelled down a little bit, but uh, you still have the same problem.
3: Whereas yeah, uh, they,
2: if we were to ahead. identify it for what it what, what it is, uh, and we all come in contact with demonic spirits at one time or not, another in our life, whether or not we admit it or not, but uh, through deliverance, a person could be set free. And uh, they're just short-sighted in that. They don't understand what they're really dealing with.
3: Yeah, and there's a lot of spirits in those clinics. I can tell you, I've seen um, three or four from the inside, And uh, what they do is they fill you up with these psychotropic drugs and they put you to sleep. You're walking around uh, asleep. I was getting so much uh, medication. I was absolutely exhausted just with getting up, taking a shower, shaving, going to breakfast, resting a little bit, going to lunch. You know, that was like all I could handle for a month. Man, how how did you uh, get out of there? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know uh, It took me 10 months I think the first time to get out And uh, what you're not supposed to do Is to uh, drop the medication Right When you get out You're supposed to take your medication And maybe uh, take it for some time And then reduce it in, in small increments Well Every time I left I just threw them away Right I said I don't need this And then um I was fine for four months, five months, and then I got sick again, right and it happened to me in india i mean i I went to India. this is crazy, man. I don't know why why I'm telling you all this. <laughs> I went to <laughs> telling you crazy't don't feel, don't feel bad. this is
2: the Omega Man radio show. You never know what you might hear
3: <laughs>
2: or we might talk about,
3: it. yeah. And see, for the for the obsessed spirit, or for the uh, mental, or for the de- delusional thinker, it all makes sense because somehow we we can be so fooled and 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 still believing that uh, we're so enlightened, right? I mean, you can you can really really. Uh, for an oppressed or possessed person you can turn out the light and and it's would and he'd still say wow What a light, you know, I mean even in, in darkness and and but the experience or Or let's say the the foolishness. It's just endless and and this is supernatural right how else uh, can you explain to me that um, a guru in India can stand on one leg for 17 years and not move?
2: Man, I was yeah, going to ask right. you about that.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, you probably that's saw something. some things like that.
3: Yeah. Did that's you see. Not something. Oh, go ahead.
2: I apologize. We've got a little bit of a delay here. Um, I don't want to talk over you. Did you see any uh, things like levitation? where the, uh, the guru would come off of the ground. Did you see any uh, gurus levitating over there?
3: I didn't see that, no. I didn't see that. I saw What some did you snake, see the um, what
2: what did did see see? term as kind of uh, supernatural?
3: Well, what's supernatural uh, is that uh, a family of priests, they can rule a whole city. They're like gods, you know. Wow, that is supernatural. And everybody's bowing down because you're born in this family and you're born in this profession and you're born in this street or born in this house and that is your destiny. You're not supposed to strive for more, right? If your last name is this, then you can never marry somebody with a last name like that. And everybody accepts it. This uh, this is why why they're so... um, easy to rule, right? Because through those spirits and the religion they, they built around those people, um, they rule. I thought that was supernatural. I didn't see any weird stuff. I didn't see any people flying around. <laughs> um,
2: what about uh, things like flagellation? Uh, you, you, I've also heard some of the guys would just stare at the sun until they went blind or you know they'd beat themselves and you know tried to see how much uh punishment they could inflict on themselves and bear uh, did you see those kind of things happening?
3: yeah, I saw a lot of weird stuff i mean there is um people they don't believe um that uh they should have a wash you know the only i mean they cannot uh step in a river and wash themselves oh good, but they can <laughs> but they can um step in a mud puddle and um put some mud on their skin so the flies don't bother them that much. And of course they don't cut their hair and all they do is smoke pot, right? But they're holy men. They're called Baba. Everybody fills their bowl. If they show up at your door, you just fill their bowl. You give them food. They can show up in any restaurant and it's an honor for the owner of the restaurant to feed the Baba, right? A crazy guy.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I better stop calling my redneck friends down here, Bubba. Now I can uh, use the term redneck because I was born in the South, but we all call each other Bubba down here. <laughs> um,
3: okay, let's let's make a huge jump because I don't want to um, talk too much about that old person that I was once. I mean, it's well.
2: Really tell us, uh, how did you go from that point to uh, where you are today, um, blood washed in Jesus Christ? What was the turning point for you? Where you saw I was what the, the truth was.
3: I was hitchhiking and and somebody was inviting me me to his church and I said okay. And I've tried churches before. I I, I went to the Catholic church and I was disappointed every time. Now this guy was a uh, um, from Ghana, right? His skin was black. He was a uh, an African. And uh, I come into this church and you've probably been to an African church that is alive, right? That is singing oh, yeah. and clapping and dancing. And I liked it, you know, I I was thinking, wow. And uh, I was 30 years old and I came there and they said, hey, why don't you come back on Thursday? There's there's this preacher coming from London and um, he came and he was giving a conference for four days. And on that day, for the first time, somebody explained to me the gospel, right? I was 30 years old, I've never heard it before. So um, I heard it, and it makes sense. It made total sense. And uh, a friend of mine that um, invited me to that church, uh, he came over to my um, seat, and he said, "Well, you want to give your life to Jesus?" I said, "Sure." You know, what do I have to do? And I remember we were six people or seven at that service. And from that day, Shannon, I mean, everything dropped off me, right?
2: Good. The, the church.
3: <laughs> the church service was at, um, I think, at three o'clock. I came out of that church, and I walked straight up to the restaurant. And after eleven years of being a vegetarian, I mean, you don't stop being a vegetarian because you always want a, You want some something more. So after some years, I was only eating raw stuff. Then the last thing I was eating was just like fruit or nuts. <laughs> so after eleven years I straight out of the the church, I walked to this restaurant and I ordered a big meat dish with <laughs> <It was like> <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> Excuse me, where's the beef?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> and it was so tasty, you know, and I was kinda I was so happy, I was I was laughing like, Wow, what a joke this vegetarianism is, right? What was I thinking, you know? And the next thing was I, I was coming home and I was thinking, well, I can't really stay with my girlfriend anymore, you know. And nobody told me um, that you cannot live without being married. Nobody told me that. Nobody in that church approached me and told me, hey, now that you're a Christian, you got to do this and you got to do that. No, nothing like that. It was conviction from the Holy Spirit. And I called my friend. I said... Um, Otis, you got to come. I got so much uh, stuff in my room, all these gods. I mean, I mean, we need to destroy these guys here, right? So he came over and we loaded up some big boxes, all my books. I mean, my bookshelf was pretty much empty after that. And uh, all, if you've traveled and you've picked up stuff and pictures and, and all everything, we destroyed it. That was my new life. And um, I knew at that point, this is truth, and this is God, and I never doubted it. You know, if you if you find truth, you know it, there's no there's no room for doubt. I mean, right you, on. Can you fall saw away.
2: The, uh, you saw the difference in serving uh, the true living God and uh, versus chasing the false.
3: And uh, praise God feel the, for His mercy. You feel. Yeah, you feel the difference, because if you if if you've been forgiven, there's no room for condemnation. Yeah. There's no um, there's no temptation uh, to sin. There's no. Um, I mean, how do I describe this? If it's hard to describe, if you do, if you do, if you if you don't know for yourself, it's hard. I mean, how would I describe for you a piece of music um, only using words? You know you got to hear for yourself.
2: Well, just like the word says, yeah. who the Son makes free is free. And so Jesus Christ uh, set you free, and you've never been the same.
3: Okay. I thought, um at this point, I was 30 years old, and I said, wow, I wasted 30 years of my life. And I, I actually cried for, for an afternoon, looking at my hands and saying, wow, well, I could have done so much good, you know. No, I'm 30 so um, and I went to Bible school the same summer I I found a, a, a brochure and I said well I got to get serious about this right and uh, that um, didn't work out that well because um, after one semester I ended up uh, being sick again but um But um, where was where were we? I'm sorry.
2: Well, you were you were saying that uh, you woke up one day and said, "Wow, a lot of my life is gone." And, and don't feel feel bad. Uh, you know, many of us can relate to that. But uh, like my old saying is, uh, "It's better late than never." And in your case, uh, you really have been making up for lost time. Uh, you have uh, got it God saved you, and uh, He's called you to uh, the end time watchman ministry and he's really been uh accelerating things for you, putting you in some places to uh get access to some information that's really not in the mainstream. Let's fast forward to uh you coming to America and uh uh the work that you've been doing with uh unleavened bread ministries. Uh pick up from there.
3: Yeah, um I have a broad history in in this whole New Age movement and um, I have maybe ten years in in doing a lot of conspiracy science i don 't want to call it um, theory uh, alone it 's it 's actually a a study in history in world history and how um the powers conspire <laughs> against the people and um well unleavened bread ministries in um Florida and they've recently moved guess why Shannon
2: Let me take a guess um, Gulf oil spill
3: that's right they got uh, heads up from the Lord to get out of there and um, This has been announced to many of the um, Brethren in the fellowship and and, and also sisters uh, in dreams and in visions that um see God doesn't send you uh, somewhere blindfolded right his way is to give you dreams in advance and some dreams they're from years ago and maybe you got them written down but um, you couldn't explain them but then um, something is 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 um, developing in front of your eyes and and then God is remembering you or he, he can give you the same dream again also and and you remember and say yeah that's 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 what it what it is and um I've seen this many times in people's dreams and um some of which have been posted on the website for many years so so there is proof that um they are genuine in in their um and of course there is dreams that people receive uh, that are not from God right but um basically what is developing in the gulf and i don't want to call it a spill i think um that is just uh not the right word for it because it's 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 a war right it's a war it's a real yes uh it's it's if you if if you listeners if you would know how serious it is um you wouldn't call it a spill right if I if I spill a cup of coffee, that's a spill. That's something you take a rag and you clean up, and that's it. That's it. You wash your clothes, and and and, and that's it. But this thing, um, and Shannon, when I when I, when I first saw it in TV, I didn't really pay attention. To me, it was okay, just another of those accidents and. Okay, it's in the news every day. Okay, it's going to disappear, right? It's just something that's in the news for two weeks, three weeks, and it's going to disappear. So I didn't really give much attention to it.
2: Right, like many things, um, you know, we kind of get desensitized to it. And, oh, yeah, there's another another, uh, disaster. Uh, Let's just go back to sleep. It'll be over with. And let's go back to our entertainment. And uh, we get desensitized like that here in America. You know, to look at uh, what happened in Katrina, and, uh, you know, unless you lived there, um, you probably saw it on the news. And other than that, it was business as usual. But uh, back to your point uh, about God giving people dreams and visions. That's what it says that he will do. It says, in the last days, the old man will dream dreams, and the young man shall see visions. And, you know, there's a verse that keeps coming back to me many times. It says, the vision is yet for an appointed time. Uh, though it carry, wait for it, for it will surely come to pass. And so, you know, God never brings judgment without a warning first. And uh, thank God that, uh, you know, many times he'll give us warning years in advance because would you rather have some time to prepare or would you rather have him give you a warning tonight? It happens tomorrow and there's not much you could do about it. So um, back, back to you, uh, there were many people seeing something that was going to be um, hitting the coast, and uh, David Ells of uh, Unleavened Bread Ministries, uh, the Lord had actually showed him this many years ahead of time. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. If you would go to the website, um, the dreams are posted there, and um, there is dreams of a black wave that. Um, I think that dream is from 2008 and and well if you got a dream about a black wave in 2008 what do you think it's you you think well that's something spiritual right yeah because you don't know of of black waves or 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 a flat storm or you know and um, somehow the Lord got my attention to this oil rig disaster and uh, I got I, I have to tell you I also have a conspiratorial mind you know, like, well, you're in yeah. good
2: company. Uh, <laughs> I've known that there there has been a uh, a problem for a long time, and you know, uh, people really uh, don't understand the meaning of the word conspiracy. You know, any any two people that get together and make a plan, they have just conspired. So, uh, you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean someone's not trying to kill you, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> Uh, and on this show, uh, don't hold any punches. Uh, you know, we're not here to uh, sugarcoat the news. Uh, I knew that there was something more to this spill than met the eye. Uh, you know, they would have us believe that, uh, you know, there was a, uh, a freak accident there, and uh, then it's business as usual. They're going to try to clean it up. Yet, uh, every couple of days, we have the equivalent of an Exxon Valdez. And. Uh, My uh, sensor started to go up when I was hearing reports that uh, people that were trying to go down to the beaches, get some of this on footage, you know. Video cameras, uh, they were being threatened with arrest. Uh, Now, it's not as bad as they say it is, and why would they actually arrest you for going down and trying to get some of the footage? So let me uh, throw it back to you.
3: Well, uh, from studying conspiracy for 10 years Let me just uh, share uh, real quick one example, 9-11, right? One night I was praying. I said, Lord, show me something big tonight, right? So I would sit in front of my computer, and in that night, I would find evidence and video evidence, analysis, people who have looked at the the footage frame by frame by frame, and in um, the hour through the night, uh, the Lord kind of lifted the curtain and he showed me there were no planes involved in 9-11. And, and you can you can call me crazy or, I mean, some people probably jump up from their chair and say, who's this freak? But the only people that um, believe in planes, and you, you can believe what you want to believe, are, but those are the people who haven't investigated or haven't seen the pictures frame by frame, Right. So from that background, um, suddenly, and and in that night, I had to burst out laughing. I mean, it just it was so ridiculous. If you've been fooled big time, that that was my reaction to laugh about it. And that was in two thousand one, I think, or two thousand two. And um, from there on, I said, well, if they lied there, then. How about this and how about that and every turn I stoned I found uh, lies and lies and lies and it comes together to the point where we do live in a matrix right now some people actually stop there and all they see is the Rothschild and the Bilderbergs and, and the Vatican and the black Pope and uh, the Knights of Templar and the Masons and uh, I mean that's all many levels down because the real ruler of this world is Satan himself.
2: Praise God, I just uh, found <laughs> someone who uh, <laughs> sees it the way I do. Uh, you know, I call that the executive. I call that the uh, we're at the PhD level, the graduate level of conspiracy. Because you know, Peter, there's a lot of people that uh, are just coming to grips with the fact that uh, the New World Order does exist. That uh, you know, they're trying to identify the players. Their modus operandi, and you know, I studied it for over 15 years, and I got to the point where I said, "Well, you know what? It's really kind of futile to waste my time on that." I mean, what's the bottom line here? I mean, who is really in control? And then, if uh, if you dig down deep, you really find out that uh, you know that's just a distraction. Those are just the puppets. You know, the real puppeteer is Satan. You know, he's at the very top. And then, once you understand that and you look at the book of Revelations where it talks about before the return of Jesus Christ, you know, certain events have to happen. You know, one world currency, uh, a, a one world system uh, that's got everybody under its thumb. You realize, hey, that's uh, the one we need to be concerned with. It's not about, the, you know, if it's the trilateral commission or the CFR or the Club of Rome or the Bohemian Grove uh, you know, while those groups are certainly deceived, I mean, it's really about Satan. And if you understand that, it's a, it's a spiritual warfare that we're involved in. Uh, anything else is a waste of time. And if we understand that, then we understand that, you know, we can't fight it in the flesh. We've got to fight this thing in the spirit. So, uh, you know, and before some of you tune us out there, let me just make another comment about 911. Uh I'm in agreement with Peter. It's not as it was told to us. Evidence of that is just simply, you know, go look at uh, Building 7. Nothing even hit it, and it went down like a beautiful controlled demolition like you'd see in one of the old casinos in Las Vegas. You may also throw out that uh, jet fuel does not burn hot enough to take uh, steel beams and turn them into molten pools of liquid. That takes uh, military-grade thermite you know, you don't even want to get me started here, Peter. <laughs>
3: no, uh, <laughs> because I'm passionate quick, about
2: 911. We'll do a show <laughs> on just, that. Let me throw it back yeah, to Yeah, <laughs> we
3: do a special we do a special show on that. Let me just quickly throw in there because I've made some claims here, and people are probably sitting and asking, "How can you say that?" Uh, aluminum planes do not slice steel buildings, and I'm just going to throw out some names here. All these videos are online, and they're all made by amateurs. I'm just going to throw out some names. 9/11 actor. 9/11 yeah. taboo. Uh, what do we have? Else we have 9/11 octopus. Well, yeah. I wouldn't trust loose Change that much. They got it wrong in so many ways. But the no plane theory, you go to 9/11 taboo, 9/11 flatline, 9/11 octopus, and um, you'll find your way. Or you Google TV fakery, right? And enough I think that said that, that this is something for people to, to look into if we wouldn't have something else that is more important than the stuff that happened in two thousand one, right? Yes. Okay. Now what I've learned um after um to have to acknowledge that actually the ruler of this um kingdom on earth here is Satan is um the real boss is God right so uh, it's not really a question of oh what's God gonna do next how is it gonna I mean it's not like a, 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 a box fight between Satan and God and 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 they're kind of and it's uncertain who's gonna make the next move and who's gonna it's not like that right God is sovereign that is very logic you can pin this down with logic and uh, of course if 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 that's not been taught to you if if you've been brought up um to believe that we need to be scared of the devil then um you can do away with that because if you are um obedient to the word of god there's no need for punishment there's no need for god to um adjust your walk he doesn't need um to punish you or to um kick you or to kind of uh get you on track again because that's what what Satan is for. He's just the whip. He's the the he's the bad guy, the the bad cop, you know? He's the guy that uh gets you in trouble and and for the sole reason that you turn from your wicked way and you repent and you turn back to the truth and you're back in safety and there's forgiveness and there is um health, you know, and uh, what do you think, Shannon? Does that make sense?
2: Right on. You know, listen, uh, God is sovereign. In fact, I was reading today in my daily Bible study over the book of Romans, and I was over in the eighth chapter, and uh, I came across the passage. It really made me just stop and think. Uh, It says, God shows mercy as he wills. That was the uh, subject heading here. And basically I read it said, Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth just like uh, god you know you know he chooses vessels for honor and dishonor he hardened pharaoh's heart in order to show the children of Israel you know and the Egyptians you know the power of god and uh i certainly wouldn't want to wanted to have been uh pharaoh we know where he ended up at bottom of the red sea in his chariot but uh <laughs> um you know that's sobering to think you know and everything that happens uh you know it does it's not catching God by surprise. You know, no, God, he doesn't have a
3: plan B, Shannon.
2: He's a, <laughs> go ahead.
3: Yeah, he doesn't need a plan B.
2: He is aware of uh what's going on uh right now and what's going to, to happen. Uh am I correct?
3: Yeah, so I, I believe it to be so. And um from what I can tell you, this is what I have seen in uh... with my eyes and with my spirit is it's all because of love right if you've been called uh... to live in freedom then it is because uh... you are walking in in the word you're you're you, you open the book and you you read something and you say well that's right i believe this i believe this to be so and if you if you find something in the book and and you feel sort of a skeptic thought, you know, like, hmm, I don't know. Could that be, you know? Could that really be that that the devil is nothing, you know? Well, we're not um called to debate the word of God, right? Because um the if you if you um read in Romans 12 where it says that um you need to have your mind um rearranged right you have you have to be um reformed your thinking has to come into agreement. you have to lose the the corrupt thinking that you've been uh, um, impregnated with from this world the lies that you have uh, believed to be true you have to lose this and and the only way to lose it is to fill yourself with truth and and truth is the word of God. It's not what you think. It's not what is lo- what, what what logic is, it's not what is most probable. It's not. It's what the book says. If the book says that God is sovereign, then He's sovereign. Right? Amen. And and there is freedom in, in this um, in that um, situation where you agree with the word, there is freedom because who is who's truly free, um, Is Who is free? Is it the person that says he's going to do it and then he does it? Isn't that freedom? That you achieve all your goals to 100%? That's freedom in my eyes. And that's God, Right? But if you're a person and you, and you only reach 60% of your goals, then you're only 60% free. Well, experience taught me that if I don't agree, if my goals, my motivation does not agree with the word of God, then I'm never going to achieve the 100%. It's just experience. And, and the love of God is so um, graceful. I mean, he's not going to... Um, put you in a camp and and give you a a brainwashing uh, a a horrible hell of a lifetime so you are uh, serving him no he's gonna conquer your heart with love he's gonna be merciful and he's gonna uh, overwhelm you with goodness and presence where you've not deserved it right I, I have many stories like that supernatural protection healing provision and, and and small things and big things That's, this is how god conquers your heart and 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 he makes you and and he, and he puts the faith in in you right well, Amen to that uh,
2: <laughs> you know god is uh long suffering not wishing that any should perish but you know we also have to understand that uh god can also use our even our own enemies um uh, against us to Carry out his uh, judgment. I mean, you know, just as he did in the the old days. You know, God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier the term "matrix." You said that, uh, you know, people for the most part are living in the matrix. Uh, you know, and that that movie was uh, true to life in many aspects. You know, we wake up, uh, we think that um, from the you know the time we start work uh, that it's going to be you know normal to uh, work till we're sixty five. You know, take the retirement, uh, enjoy some of our golden years, and then we die. And, uh, you know, we uh, we get consumed with uh, just the cares of this world, you know, the the, the rat race, uh, taking our vacation once a year, uh, going to the sports games. You know, we entertain ourselves, and, and then we get our daily dose of news. And many people tune in to the networks every day, and they say, well, um, it must be true what I'm hearing you know, surely uh, they couldn't be, wouldn't want to mislead me. So, you know, uh, let's let's come back to the present time. You know, people are watching the news. Uh, the Gulf spill is, you know, being carried by all the networks. And, you know, so they'll check in, see if there's been any, any progress today. We'll hear that, uh, you know, Kevin Costner has made these water machines, and someone will say, well, well, great, so problem solved. They're going to implement those. It's back to normal. Let me go back to sleep. Literally, people... Um, are at that point right now. But uh, that's a deadly mistake to make because they're dead wrong to think that this is just another uh, freak occurrence. What did you find out in your investigation uh, is really going on here and what does it mean for America, Peter?
3: Um, First of all, I know that the government is not um, here to take care of your needs right they're here to govern that's what they've always done and um, I don't expect um, for the apparatus that they have to do everything to stop this right when I looked at this thing I looked uh, with a conspiratorial mind and uh, I was thinking okay Let's see if this is another false flag attack, right? And they just say it's an accident, and maybe um, it serves them a reason, right? So this this is kind of the perspective uh, some people approach this thing. And I found out some astonishing coincidences. I'm just going to throw in some more weirdness here. Um, the accident happened um, in April 20, right? That's Hitler's birthday. I don't know if you know that. No. Um, and it would have been uh, Hitler's 121st birthday, right? So guess what? That's 11 times 11 years. Well, that might be a way of the devil or of God to make a point here, right? I don't know if they've planned it, but um, I found so many more coincidences, and I don't want to bore, um, bore you with numerology. But there is, for example, there was 126 workers on the rig, that's the cross route 11, and 11 of them died. There's another double 11, right? Then you got two dates. Um, April 20 was the explosion, April 22, the thing sank. Well, April 20, 2010 is the, square, the cross route 9, And two days later, the 22nd, you got the crossroad 11. You got another 9-11. And there's more. This uh, golf rig explosion is uh, portrayed in the movie Knowing from 2009, which is released on a date exactly 13 months before the explosion. There's just so much stuff that if you would um, statistically multiply the probability, it would add up to I don't know how many millions or billions to one, right? So something's going on. It's not an accident, right? This is what I I believe. Then, this made me really dive into some um, other radio um, show hosts. I I listen to at least four or five hours every day. Um, People... Um, not only Patriots but also um, Christians Uh, just to throw out some names uh, if you've listened to Stuart best he does uh, an update I think uh, just last week he's done three updates three hours with uh, Larry Taylor and this guy's been right on and I'm from my nature I'm diving into this right so to summarize for you what is really going on right
2: Peter, let me stop you right there. Uh you, you will not believe this, but uh I just glanced over at my clock. Uh what number do you think I saw?
3: Um, I don't know, eleven eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Nine
2: eleven, as God is Nine my 11. witness.
3: Amen. As God is
2: my witness. Let me inject this. Uh listen, God drops clues. Uh God does have a sense of humor. And uh there there is a thing called biblical numerics. Uh, Ed below he wrote a book on it. But I will tell you something, and then I, I will let you get back on this. Uh, for the past couple weeks, uh, I've been seeing number number sequences. Uh, first, uh, me and several other brothers were seeing the number three three three. Every day, I'd look at the clock; it would be three three three. I saw it like three days in a row, and it started to freak me out. Uh, I asked friends and said, "What what could this possibly mean?" Well, as it turns out, uh, God was speaking to us, and He gave us a, a number code three 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 as it turned out meant uh it meant power. It meant uh perfection and restoration. Well that turned out to be a good number sequence. I accept that. But then it took a uh another turn and I started to see the number nine one one. Uh this happened for several days in a row. And uh I thought I was done with it. You know, that's not a number you want to see and as God is my witness. <laughs> We're seeing it again right now. Uh I just saw it on my uh computer screen but uh anyway I wanted to let me segue back to you uh, what I'm hearing from you is that uh, this was not a freak accident uh but uh, as your investigation would show what we've actually had happen and people just haven't woken up to it yet is we've had uh, another 911 hit us uh, so many times infinitely greater in its repercussions than what happened at the World Trade Center and you know god rest the 3000 souls that died but uh you know, we thought that uh, you know we had made it to area safety. You know, um, every every anniversary you know comes and goes, and we say, well, thank God they didn't attack us again. But uh, the truth of it is, uh, the people who really investigate nine one one find out that it was uh, contrived chaos. Back to Rick, back to Peter's term, false flag. And uh, Peter, you want to go ahead and define the term false flag for those that are, are tuned in right now.
3: Well, uh, basically what it is, you um attack something or some institution or a, a warship or um you destroy the enemy's camp or whatever is good for your goals and then you you look for a boogeyman. You you look you, you look for somebody that you can frame. You look for some, you you plant evidence so that um you can get away with it. and That's probably the more difficult part of the, the whole act is to blame it on somebody else. In this case, they blame it on being an accident and being an oil volcano and it was an immense amount of pressure and the cement casing blew and, and this and this and that and that. And, and at the end of it, um, Shannon, to cut something short here, it doesn't really matter who did it. And why? It's happening, and God's behind it, right? He is the ultimate conspirator. He was thinking for himself, I'm going to bring the body of Christ together again, right? Basically, what he's doing is he's saying, listen, America, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to take away your toys, and I'm going to take away whatever you're wasting your time with, and this is what we're, we're seeing right now in the Gulf. And on the other side, we also see that people have to leave their houses because um, not only do we have um, methane being released from the seafloor, we also have toxic oil. Not only do we have that, we have millions of, um, I don't know, how many gallons of, uh, neurotoxin corrects it is being released in the ocean we have animals dying I've seen video I've seen evidence I've seen um, so many reports of people falling sick there's people dying and falling sick right now I I get emails uh, of a woman says I I I drive to this town and I on one trip just from school back home I saw three people open up the door of their car and just Vomit out of the door, right? Something's going on God have mercy you will yeah, and I saw oil Raining in Louisiana. I saw a video of oil being uh, dropped out of the sky uh, in Texas and I've seen a video of a cat that was walking through an oil uh, Puddle really it was raining in Louisiana. Well the next day the cat was dead just from walking through that <laughs> through that uh wet uh street. And of course then you got Fox News and they say, "Oh no, that could never happen because oil doesn't um evaporate." Well, the guy is right, it doesn't evaporate, but if you put tons and tons of uh it, which is a dispersant, it dilutes the oil. And The only reason they put this dispersant, well, maybe not the only reason, but one reason is it makes the oil sink. You won't see it. It won't show up on the surface. But it kills all the animal. Uh, the um, oxygen levels are so low in the Gulf, there's not anything gonna survive, right? Now you have a hot Gulf. There is evaporation. The toxic gases rise up. They've not come um, so much inwards That It's not made landfall that much, but there is these these gases, and they rise in concentration. And let's have a hurricane come and pick this stuff up like hurricanes do. They pick up the salt water and drop it in your yard, and the people in the Gulf, they know, they have their grass brown. Well, let's have this uh, hurricane pick up these toxins. What's going to happen? People will just drop dead like flies. And I don't have to be a prophet to tell you that there's probably ten going to die. And, and I don't say that to scare, and I don't say that to uh, trigger a hysteria. I'm saying that because um, people had dreams and visions of unbelievers, even had dreams of not being able to breathe, unbelievers had dreams of a huge tidal wave coming out of the Gulf. That's another um, little threat that we have there. We have a giant methane gas bubble. Just to give you some numbers here, the regular um, methane concentration in this oil would be at a level of 5%. Well, we found out this oil has 40% methane. So there's a lot of gas being released. you still with me, Shannon?
2: Absolutely. Uh, So (laughs) you're looking at uh, a highly flammable material. I mean, we've got uh, raw crude. We've got methane gas. God forbid that it uh, ignites. We've got Corexit, which is a neurotoxin. We've also got benzene. And for those of you who are next to a Google, Google benzene, B-E-N-Z-E-N-E. This stuff is so toxic in certain uh, percentages that uh, it will kill you. And it what we've got them. is a yeah. we've got a poisonous cocktail, okay, which is headed our way. God forbid uh, we have a, a hurricane hit. It's going to take that stuff and take it right in uh, across the country. Uh, what are you hearing about the methane danger there, Peter?
3: Uh, the met- the danger of methane yes yeah. well it can explode it, all it takes is an ignition and uh, that could be caused by many things you know that uh, for example if you have an earthquake there is this phenomenon of lightnings well recently a guy found out by putting pressure on a rock that actually the the it's an electric thing the lightning comes out of the rock so, let's have an earthquake down there, that will ignite the methane. The methane bubble down there is supposed to be 25 miles by 10 miles by a couple of hundred feet deep. Do you know what amount of methane that is?
2: God have mercy, that's a powder keg is what it is.
3: Well, I'm not, a, I'm not by no means, I'm not a physicist, I'm not a, a meteorologist, I'm no um, ocean, I mean, I don't know anything, right? All I do is um, I gather information, and I'm only reporting to you. And please uh, forgive me if I do if I say something wrong. That's probably going to be people, uh, chemists, or I don't know, experts. They probably think, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Anyway, um, have mercy if I say something wrong. As I understand. This is um, a blown out well well case. This thing is blown out. What you're seeing on TV is a sideshow. That's not the problem that we have. This thing that everybody's watching at and and discussing about in in forums and and everybody throwing in is tooth ends, including Kevin Costner. That's nothing. uh, And... uh, the threat is this, the pipe is really being um, cut. It's, it's already cut underground, right? What we're having right now there is an open hole. And I've heard estimates that this thing is unstoppable for at least 18 months. The only way that they're going to be able to stop it from um, with technology would be a nuke. Right, and, and I would say anybody uh, trying to nuke this thing, this is crazy and, and, and that would be a reason That's another reason to leave right? That's another reason to leave the Gulf Coast So this methane explosion that could happen I don't know if it will happen, there's been dreams Which could be warnings It, it, it could also come true You've got to pray and ask for yourself where God wants you to be this explosion would trigger a tsunami and it would also um, bring uh, a really um, high amount of toxins on on the land and um, this is the situation that um, that we have right now I know for a fact that if you in the Gulf Coast if you call up a mover and say, hey, I, wanna, I want you to come here with your truck and get my furniture. I'm, I'm, I want to go to Georgia. They don't even take your name. They don't even put you on a waiting list. They say, ah, ha, ha, call us in three months. So why is there so many people moving, Shannon?
2: Folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Peter kuhlén from Sweden. And I'll tell you, Peter, it's, uh, it's called oil Armageddon. Let me say something to you. Google this Operation Swift Fox. If what you're saying was not credible, the government would not already have a plan in place for the forced mandatory relocation of millions of Americans from the coastal regions. Uh, They know this stuff is serious, Uh, just like the movie Deep Impact. You know, uh, they knew what was coming. Uh, the government uh, was not going to tell the truth. And what they did is they took the time to buy them more time for them to prepare their places to go. I mean, we're looking at uh, something of catastrophic proportions if this thing ignites. And, again, Google Operation Swift Fox. I mean, this is a real code name. Uh, the government is standing by. If the benzene levels increase anymore and they're rapidly increasing, reports are coming in. And what they're going to do is they're going to probably start uh, forced evacuations. Now, as Peter was saying, there's people that have been warned by the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, put two and two together even. And uh, they're making haste to to get out of this danger zone. So, you know, if you were to call U-Haul right now, they're probably not going to have many U-Hauls available. Um but the the point here is uh this is this is serious in its implications. Um am I correct, Peter?
3: Yeah, I just have the impression do you have a caller in the line there? Can you
2: can uh you I believe something? we do. Let let's go to the lines here. Uh stand by. We're gonna test this out, so bear with us. Caller, you are on the line with Omega Man and Peter Kulin. Can you hear us?
1: Uh yes, can you hear me?
2: Uh yes we can. Uh what is your name and what is your question for Peter?
1: Okay, my name is Elaine. Um and I have um I would say when I was uh back in my twenties about twenty years ago, um God gave me a, a vision, uh and it was a, a vision of a farm and it was um a refuge a refuge place and on this farm, uh there were many, many Christians gathered and um he impressed in my heart that there would be well water on this property and it would be a self contained uh, place of a community of Christians uh, living. And um, they would have their own food sources. They would have a um, self contained uh, place. And I saw in, in the visions, I saw a truck or a van, rather, going in and out to the, to the areas and gathering more and more people in. Now, this was over 20 years ago. I'm almost 50. I'm up in New Jersey right now. I lost my home a year ago due to poisoning. I was being poisoned in Staten Island where I lived. I'm on the East Coast now. I feel such an urgency, and I know about this place, this containment, this place, and I said, God, where is this place that we're supposed to be going? I don't have the property. I don't have the means to to get get this place, but I'm increasingly reaching out more and more to, to the Christians and saying, to anyone else out here, getting this impression from God that we should be taking care of one another and living as a community more, rather than the way the church has been operating, it's been very—it's um, really been out of alignment, so to speak. And I'm just curious to know. Um, I feel that I shouldn't be in the area that I'm at even right now. At some point, I will be moving out of here. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going. I'm going to continue to pray with the Lord to the Lord about all this, but. My main question is, is there anyone else out there who's getting the same, um, you know, unction from God? Um, Is there anyone out there who has a place that they know of that can be used to house Christians? And, um, you know, if so, where is it? And if not, is there anyone willing to try to um, work? work to this end as a, as a team perhaps a gathering of people I feel like I'm here to gather and waken people up I think people are really um, even Christians are just rarely. a lot of them are just so consumed with the church thing that they've got their little church buildings and their programs that they're not aware of what's happening on the real world out here globally and everything else and I feel that God has just put this in me it's been in me all my life um, I'm alone I'm always alone and um and that was my question, basically.
2: Lisa, uh, your name is Elisa? It's Elaine.
1: Elaine,
2: Elaine uh, we we appreciate the call. Peter, would you like to respond?
3: Yeah, Elaine, um, you're not alone with your vision or your dream. I know personally, I know uh, many people who had exactly the same dreams. I'm convinced that those refugees, I personally know of two places. Oh. Um. They have been. They have been prepared. Um, would you do me a favor and read out of your Bible, Revelation chapter twelve, 12 chapter twelve, verse six. Those places have been prepared, right? This is what uh, God in the Revelation is calling the wilderness. It's something where you cannot uh, order a pizza to come or where you cannot um depend on your credit card is a wilderness experience this is what the church the true church is going to experience in in this coming years and it started in 2009 and we're going to see a whole lot of this in 2010 uh... shannon can you read this verse? or elaine
1: i'm I'm driving my car right now
2: (laughs) elaine we thank you for your call and um... Stand by. We're going to go to the Word here and read this. This is Revelations 12 verse 6. You said, "Okay." Uh, I'm reading out of the King James Bible. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed off, that they should feed her. There are thousand two hundred and three score days, which is basically twelve hundred sixty days. Uh, I've got another call. I'm going to patch them through. Caller, you're on the air with Peter Kuhlen from Sweden. What is your name? My name is Zoe from New York, Dallas, Texas. Welcome to the show, Zoe. How are you? Um, Excellent. And uh, we we know you. This is the infamous Zoe Mortal.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I've been listening (laughs) to the show. And, uh, Peter, your testimony was awesome. Uh, I'm so glad you shared some of those things because that's probably helped a lot of people out there. Uh, There's probably a lot of people out there relating to what you had to say in your testimony Uh, Also, regarding Elaine, who's driving in New Jersey, um, if you're listening, Elaine, and you want to know more about a refuge and you want to know more about how to seek safety, uh, I encourage you to give uh, Omega Man a call. You can reach him on, I guess, the call letters of the Internet. Uh, Maybe you can give that to her and have her get in touch with me. Uh, You can give her my number, and I'd love to talk to her more and share some things about where she could go if she'd like to get away from the danger. And that's really what I like to say. Um, I felt a burden to call in to uh, let her know that there is safety and refuge uh, for her if she'd like to know more about it.
2: Absolutely. Um, Peter, again, it's uh, not worth us trying to determine, uh, you know, the the, the people that uh, caused all this to happen. Uh, really that's kind of futile because uh, what has already been put into motion uh, is fixing to affect us all whether we uh, want to admit to it or not. And then pretty soon people are going to have no choice but to awaken from the matrix and realize that, uh, wow, maybe they've waited too late to to prepare. Now, yeah. as I understand it, uh, you've been working very closely with David Ills of Unleavened Bread Ministries. Uh, and David Ills, um, as many of us know, is a very straight, middle of the road guy and uh, very well respected um uh, the lord speaks to him and uh, he's uh, been alerted that uh, something was coming for some time and he's been trying to sound the alarm uh, what does he uh what does he and you feel that uh, a person should do right now uh to prepare themselves for these events that could just uh, you know continue to spiral away
3: okay um <clears throat> i'm just going to um Plug the site here that would be unleavenedbreadministries.org and do a search there for Gulf or um, Gulf of Mexico or oil, and you'll find uh, some very interesting um, entries, dreams, visions, also uh, comments that David did. And I know David, and I know for a fact that he would never do anything out of fear, right? You, there, 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 there wouldn't be anything that you can scare him with, right? Even if you would yell at him and say, oh, this is and he would still be a calm um, brother, and he would pray about it. He wouldn't be moved by anything. If the Lord doesn't move him, he wouldn't be moved, believe me. And um, I deeply respect him. Uh, This man has sacrificed his own life, and um, he's a teacher, he's a Bible teacher, he's not a prophet, and um, I probably don't know anybody else who with such a diligent, and I think the love for the Word, that's something he received from from the Lord, and he's put his nose in the book um, pretty much every day for the last, I don't know, 30 plus years, for many, many hours every day. And, um, well, what David is saying is he's leaving the Gulf. He is saying, he he wrote a a newsletter, I think it was today, uh, giving the announcement to all Christians that it's time to leave the Gulf area. And uh, the reason is there's going to be judgment coming. Now, we're not telling anybody to move, right? The call to move, you should get that from God. If you're not um, called anywhere, if you don't hear any instructions, um, seek God. I'm not saying don't move, but I'm saying seek God. That's what I want you to do. Uh, Pray. And if you need to quit your job, so you have time to pray, quit your job. And if you have to give away your house or, um, I don't know, give away whatever keeps you away from having communion with, with the with the Most Holy, with the One and Only, then uh, you need to quit that now because there's no time for clowning around. And and Shannon said some people will wake up. Well, I'm going to say some. I'm going to tell you something else. Some people will wake up dead, and they won't even hear the uh, the boom, right?
2: Look, uh, when the benzene
3: levels start to rise,
2: you could be sleeping in your bed and. You go to bed, you never wake up. I mean, it's uh, it's down for the count, and you stay down. Uh, this is not something to play with. Uh, this is a time that uh, everybody listening to this program needs to seek God. Uh, if you've never fasted before, this would be a great time to fast. Pray. Ask God what he would have you to do. And, you know, God looks at the heart of man. And uh, if you're sincere when you pray that, and you say, God, uh, I don't want to perish, because I was a fool, and I didn't see the the warning. You know, it says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Um, you know, if you pray and you say, God, uh, sincerely, I want to do Your will, but hey, I don't have the uh... nowhere to go. I don't have the finances even. You know, God will make a way of escape for His people who are sincere and pray that way. uh... You know, the safest place to be is in the center of God's will, but uh... you don't want to wait uh, till late.
3: You don't uh, want to be a
2: skeptic. Will. <laughs> it could be too late. You could wait one day too late, and then there, there's no options here. Um, so David Ells and the group over there uh, believe this could really be um, – get really serious very fast. So they're not going to take any chances. They're getting out of the Gulf region. You know, and I uh, I would give my thumbs up to that. I think that's prudent advice for anybody in these areas. Um, when we're talking the Gulf, what areas does that really extend to? Are we just talking the coast of Florida New Orleans. What are we talking about here?
3: Uh, we're talking South Texas, um, at least 100 miles inwards, maybe more. We're talking the whole coast coastline, including. I mean, look at the topography of Florida. That tsunami, which just roll over Florida. Florida's flat. There's nothing, right? That uh, where do you want to climb? I mean, don't think you can hop in your car and um a its tsunami right and this uh toxic toxic gases what they do first is you lose your ability to, to smell and um the picture i think that we've painted here Shannon is uh dark enough i would like to use um the rest of the time to maybe give some give out some more information of what people can do and maybe take another call
2: absolutely um uh- Peter, go ahead and give out uh, your websites where people can go and get some more information on this. Uh, you know, there's only so much time that we have to talk, and we can't, you know, go into this uh, as thoroughly as we would like to. But we wanted to raise the alarm, and uh, right now we're going to give you some resource sites that you can go out and do a little bit more study. Go ahead, Peter.
3: All right, so if you don't listen uh, right now and somebody sends you this MP3, um, the the site of the radio show here man blocktalkradio.com/omegamanradio. This is where you're going to probably going to hear more of the Gulf oil spill in the future, I guess. And um, let me give out some information here. Um, actually, I started another site just for the oil spill. And that address, uh, there's not much on there right now, but still I'm going to give it to you. It's chapter226.wordpress.com. I have another site that um, is a couple of months old. It's all about earth changes, volcanic activity, about the destroyer, which is a brown dwarf star. We don't want to talk about that today. And uh, that address is almost the same, is chapter 126.wordpress.com and both of these sites um Shannon Omega man um he has it on his um blog talk radio site um there is a Facebook site that you can also find there um, this site um I don't I didn't open it a group and Facebook group it's just people coming together offering their homes And also uh, other people go there to read where they can find help, where they can find shelter. Not everybody has the means to rent a truck or to uh, just go with nothing. We're trained to live from week to week, and uh, some people really need a shelter. And um, there's a site on Facebook, and I think it's posted also on um, Omega Man's site. There's also a YouTube channel that is connected with the group and I just opened that today so I'm offering this um, for you to um, come together and exchange and help each other it's not a Christian uh, thing it's not uh, restricted to the Christian faith there's people that are uh, in need and there's people that offer help this is not about religion here and um, the YouTube channel is seek help leave Gulf now on youtube that's the channel name seek help leave golf now and um, if you want to talk to me i'm on facebook and um, i'm going to spell out my facebook name or look up the link on omega man's side it's g-e-s-u-k-n-e-c-h-t or peter j coolen k-u-e-h-l-e-n and um get in touch i know of people who are starting a refuge i know of people who live in a refuge <laughs> and uh, i think this is going to be great and let me tell you something else god himself is going is going to be so popular very soon i mean he's going to be the only um the only guy that can can help us out here and it's an exciting time yeah
2: um the government, folks, has no contingency plan for you and I that you would be happy with. Um, the prophets have been warning for decades that judgment was going to come. Nine hundred and eleven was a uh, wake-up call to America. But instead of uh, repenting, instead of uh, running to God, what did we say? We said God bless America, and then went back to uh, went back to sleep. So, you know, God, out of his mercy, will um, continue to chasten his people. And, you know, if God did not bring judgment, uh, the innocent would perish. So it's unfortunate, but uh, it looks to me like uh, far worse things have got to come and are are occurring now to wake up the people. You know, God is long-suffering, but again, uh, after a while, the cup of iniquity fills up, and then when it overflows, then God has to bring judgment. That's the science of judgment. We've had uh, Prophet Jonathan Hansen uh, give the warning that uh, nuclear biological chemical attack was coming to America. We had Prophet Dmitry Dudeman warn that uh, attacks were coming on America. He even named the states. Florida, New Orleans. Interesting, that's the Gulf Coast, huh? Those were named. Those were areas that you were not going to want to be as these events started to unfold. You've had Henry Gruber. You've had David Wilkerson. I mean, on and on the list goes. You know, God's been warning people for a long time. And uh, so there is no contingency plan that you're going to want to participate in as it comes to the government. Well, the government surely will take care of us. Yeah, that's what the folks said when they lined up to go into the Superdome. They went in there. They were raped. People died. They had to uh, live in squalor. And then some people who tried to get out, They were warned, uh, you try to leave, we're going to shoot you. I'll tell you the contingency plan is if you do not seek God and get your instructions right now, and you wait, and then this Operation Swift Fox is implemented, what you're going to have is a one-way ticket to probably the FEMA camps. Uh, Don't know what FEMA camps are? Go Google Rex 84 in Operation Garden Plot. God forbid Uh, you wait around and get on one of those buses. That's a one-way ticket to hell. Um n- nuclear attack on America, everybody says it's going to happen It's just a a question of if I mean when not if. The government has no contingency plan either there. they've disbanded all the nuclear shelters uh that were common and in place back in the sixties. Yet, I tell you the government has a contingency plan for itself, and for the last several years, our sources have told us that the government has been running machines around the clock uh... to produce uh... long-term storage foods they have build, been building uh... deep underground um, facilities for the for the um, the officials to go to and flee to not for you and i okay but uh... for the elite uh, google continuity of government okay that's really what is all about it's not about the mud and flood it's about uh... continuing the uh... the government operations after a uh... A crisis has hit. Uh, Is it any coincidence that the CIA for two years has been relocating from uh, Langley out to the Colorado area, uh, that NASA has been shutting down its operations in the Gulf, that uh, places that were thriving with government personnel are now ghost towns? Uh, The government knows what's coming. It knew it was just a matter of time, and uh, they have no contingency plan for you and I. The only hope that any of us have right now is Jesus Christ and God. So if ever there was a time to pray, now is a time to pray. If it is not now, it's just a matter of time, and uh, disaster is going to hit this country. Um, Let me throw it back to you, Peter. And Zoe, are you on the line?
0: Yes, I'm here. Uh,
2: Feel free to chime in at any time. What are you feeling in your spirit?
0: Well, what I'd like, Peter, to come and maybe and maybe not this time, maybe he can get us information about it. Many people are talking about this crisis turning into the second seal or the beginnings of the mountain all ablaze that the Bible talks about. Now the question is, if that is the case, then are we entering, isn't the second seal in the tribulation? Um, because this thing sort of looks like if that methane bubble uh, burst and the oil dispersed and the gases came up, you know, there's 22 countries with all their ships in place there. There are grasslands all around there that are covered with oil. There's methane coming up that could blow up and destroy a, a th- literally a third or more of the fish in the, in, the, in the ocean. Many people on Facebook and then have been discussing this. I would like to know what Peter thinks about that scripture, and does it could it possibly be unfolding right before our eyes?
3: All right, so we uh, get, I would say you're right on. I'm not saying it's happening right now, but um, I know for a fact that this oil volcano in the Gulf is not the last one we've seen. Right? There's going to be more well blowouts. There's going to be, um, let me just throw some uh, buzzwords at you. Right? Uh, we're going to see magma rising. We're going to see more earthquakes. We're going to see more methane being released. Once the ocean heats up. Uh, they're also going to release a whole lot of methane that is now frozen on the ocean floor um, seabed f- sea floor has been rising in places and sinking in other places. We got uh, glacial uh, water Melting at the poles from underneath if you've seen the movie 2012 The earth is heating up from the inside and let me tell you the source of that. It's a neutron star in the um, Constellation of Orion that is hammering this planet and, and the core of this planet that we live on with gamma radiation. It's heating up the core of the Earth. And at one point, it's going to freak out the sun. And that, that might be a whole nother broadcast. Uh, but you're right on. This is.
0: So, this in essence is a pang. It's a pang of what is to come. It's a pang. It's not actually the event, but it could be a pang towards the event the main event right. that Revelation eight eight speaks about.
3: That's what I believe.
2: And I believe that too, guys. I mean, uh, look at what happened in Haiti with the earthquake. You woke up one day, and it was like all hell had broken loose. In 47 seconds, over a million and a half people were homeless. It can happen that quick. You know, and Matthew 24 talks about it, you know, the things that must take place uh, so that we know that the return of the Lord is soon earthquakes in diverse places, you know, um, Shannon? these things are clearly uh, assigned us that uh, the return of the Lord is soon. Go ahead, Peter.
3: Uh, you got another caller. I have uh, the feeling that somebody's got to say something here.
2: Okay. Let's you go gotta... back to the phones. Uh, stand by while we go to the live line. Caller, you're on the air with uh, Peter Kulin from Sweden, and we've also got Zoe tonight. Um, go ahead with your question.
1: Hi, it's Elaine again. I'm sorry to bother you, but I didn't get that man, David's, uh, information. Um, He said I could contact him. And also, Peter, when you gave your Facebook name, I wasn't able to write it down quick enough. Could you you give it again?
3: Um, Elaine, I think we've shared uh, posts on the same Facebook thread today. You were posting your uh, dream. Um, It's um, a post from Tom Briggs.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't realize this is with you. <laughs>
3: okay, try to find me there. My name is Peter. You're gonna you're gonna see me and just uh, PM me in my mailbox on Facebook. And I, I'm giving my f- Facebook again. You can either Google the, um I mean Facebook the name, which is Peter J. K U E H L E N. Okay. Or you got that?
1: Yes, I did.
2: And Elaine, what we're going to also do, and also any other callers out there, is uh, put all of these websites in the show notes uh, so that you can go and do a little bit more study. We wanted to uh, kind of lay a foundation tonight that uh, all is not as it seems. And if you're waiting for the official, uh, you know, if you're looking for the truth from the official uh, news outlets, you're not going to get it until it's too late. Um, you owe it to yourself to do an investigation of your own. Realize that uh, some perilous times are upon us. And uh, it goes back to, you know, what we've been trying to impress on you, um, that the the only salvation for any of us is Jesus Christ and God. You know, God is uh, fully aware of what's going on in the Gulf right now. And, uh, you know, he'll use situations like this to bring his people to a point of uh, turning to him. And, you know, it's a wake-up call Amen. to America. So, uh, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But God is also, um, you know, going to be long-suffering. And then there comes a point in time where God says, okay, um, you know, your opportunity for mercy is over with. You know, look at what happened in the time of Noah. You know, only eight were saved. Um, you know, there comes a time where the, uh, the time of warning is over and judgment falls. So what we're trying to tell people to do is just wake up out there and realize that, uh you know, disaster is looming. And uh you don't want to wait until it is on you because when the time back comes, the time to prepare is over with, in the words of my good friend Steve Quill. Uh we've got about seven minutes left. Um let's go back to uh Peter. Peter, what else would you like to add in the time remaining?
3: Uh I would also say not everybody has Facebook. Uh, I want to give out my email address if you had a question for me and um are you listening to the to this um, tape later? My email address is manchildminister@live.com at life.com. And you got another caller.
2: Okay, uh, right now, Peter. Let's see. We uh, we have uh, several lines open. If you have a call in the remaining time of the show uh, where you'd like to uh, ask Peter a question, the phone number is zero code nine one seven eight eight nine two seven four five. Uh, Zoe, are you still with us? Yes,
0: yes, I am. I'm, uh, I'm encouraged by your, your, um, your exhortation. I think it's, uh, it's apropos to let people know and, and state the truth out because, you know what, there's a lot of disinformation out there, a lot of lies and a lot of untruth, and the fact that we could come together on a show freely and speak about the truth and, and warn, even if it's just a handful, at least we're doing our job as watchmen. You know, the watchmen have to do their job because it says if you don't watch and speak, then the blood is on your hands. And that is what motivates me to want to speak and be involved is because we are called to warn people. That's 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 the job that we have. And, you know, I commend Peter. God has taken Peter full circle and all the things he was involved in. And the Lord has brought him as a humble man in a place to have knowledge and then to be able to be a voice to those that need to hear and and he will probably be in, involved with helping many many people uh... be rescued from calamity and that's an awesome reward in heaven for that
2: amen brother Peter.
3: Yes, uh... again i want to uh, offer my uh... service as a facilitator i don't have a refuge myself i know uh... there's going to be the day when uh... the lord will tell me well this is where i want you to go but um, until then, I offer that you contact me and I bring you in touch with um, maybe uh, somebody that you that the Lord wants you to meet. So if you heard my email address, or if you know of a place, or if God already gave you a place and you're just waiting for the people, um, get in touch with me or get in touch with UBM Ministries, get in touch with Omega Men, And let this uh, go on, let this continue.
0: Also, I'd like to say there is a refuge in Texas that I'm aware of and I'm part of that is probably going to make its doors open to people who need a place in the future. I had a vision of many people coming to the refuge that I'm connected with here in Texas. So um, if you know of anyone that needs a place and you can't find one, please give them my email address. Uh, when the time comes, and I will hook them up with the brethren out here in U.S., Texas. Amen. Uh, God is the, speaking. Go ahead, uh, I know. Peter.
3: I'm sorry. I know of a place in Tennessee. I know of a place in California. And I know of two little places in Arizona.
2: Uh, Zoe, I, I think it would be uh, appropriate to also mention our brother, Pastor Vincent Xavier, now, where is he set up, setting up a refuge location at?
0: Yes, he has a refuge in Arkansas. Do I know the exact city? No, but I can get that information real easy. You can go to newwineministries.net, newwineministries.net, and you can listen to his broadcast. I believe it's a 24-hour broadcast, and he is also opening up a refuge to anyone that feels that they want to come and be a part and, uh, I believe soon he's having a conference in the second week of July, kind of announcing what he's going to do. He has acreage, he has water, he has, uh, 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 you know, a warehouse with food and he wants people who feel led to be either a part of helping or if you need a place to come and it's wide open to the body of Christ.
2: Peter, uh, we and Zoe, we have about two minutes remaining. Uh, Peter, um, I knew there was not going to be enough time to get into everything tonight, uh, You've got such a, uh, a vast experience base. Um, we have to do another, another show, definitely. Uh, but in the two minutes remaining, uh, would you go ahead and uh, close in prayer and pray for the, the listeners out there? Again, uh, people, we're not trying to put a spirit of fear in you. We're just trying to uh, sound the alarm and saying, look, uh, God is our only refuge. And uh, where there's breath, there is hope. So it's time to turn to the Lord and ask him, what he would have you and your families to do. Peter, go ahead and close in prayer for our show tonight.
3: All right. Uh, The only thing I was going to say is uh, nothing is going to catch God by surprise. right? He can send three people. um, One, he gives the tomato, and one, he gives the spaghetti, and the third person, he gives the meat, and they meet somewhere at the right point, and there's going to be somebody showing up with a pot. And somebody with a bundle of wood And they're going to have a meal right? And that's uh, happening Because um, And for the glory of God So that we see That there's only one who could have planned that And it's not us It's all about Him It's never about us And Father, I'm asking you right now To um, give comfort to those Who are in distress And to give um, protection For those who Uh, are traveling right now and are seeking refuge and um, I praise you for bringing the body of Christ together and I praise you for bringing this persecution on the land and I, I thank you Father for waking me up I thank you for making us alive to to your presence to your kingdom that we through the faith that you've put in us that we were able to turn from this world that we are not living ourselves but that we're living for you and I thank you for this broadcast I thank you and I bless my brother here and I thank you for the whole show that we didn't have any problems and I bless you people out there and you also pray for for us and um, you are blessed amen Amen.
2: praise God I want to thank you tonight Peter for being our special guest thank you Zoe uh, for coming on and your introduction to Peter Uh, for those listening uh, we will have this in the archive And we'll have in our show notes, also up on our Facebook page, Mega Man Radio, all the links to Peter and uh, UBM Ministries, and where you get some additional information. Until next time, uh, God bless you.
1: www.omegamanradio.com